Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 4 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. guys so much how was that uh that was uh, the second go of my uh practicing my whitney houston uh great man, i mean it is not easy wow. let me tell you that it is not easy to go that high pitch your false but we did it and i'm happy about it that's great well, i'm sorry that's me it just let me i'm just doing one thing that'll i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're ha- I'm having a bit of a technical difficulty tonight, so give me two minutes, guys. You have fun and talk. I got to send out the right link for folks. We'll send for out the reason. right link. Yeah, so give me five we, seconds. We had a wrong date. Yeah, we had a wrong date. I know. I I don't know how I did that, but I did. So. It, give me a couple minutes so I could send out on Twitter and Facebook the right link in case anybody wants to reach out. Okay. So you not a problem. Not a problem. You guys. Yeah, we got love part that. two. Yeah, we got love yeah, part yeah. two. Uh, love part one uh, was so epic and fantastic. We had great callers. We also had a weird one that people uh, <laughs> that I talked to were like, "That guy was a little off." Um, but, you know, hopefully he uh, got what he wanted. He called, uh, you know. But we're, we're back for part two. And, you know, part two, since I have questions for you guys, and we also have a special guest, the original, the OG, uh, the original gangster of the host, Paula is on the phone. <laughs> Paula, how are you doing? Hi. Um, I've Hello. Been hey, Paula. Very good. I missed everybody. <laughs> Hi. Well, we miss you, too. We do miss you, but um, I assume you're going to – are you calling in to um, ask questions? Sure. I can ask questions. I definitely have questions All right, but about me, love and give light. Give me some time. Give me time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I would Take care like of sending out the link. I'm trying to send it out right now. It's Got just it. like I'm going between my phone and um, my laptop. Well, we're starting to get some guests now, so we're doing good. Okay. There you go. Well, there you 
give me a little bit more so okay. yeah, go for I it. can get this. She's got to okay, find you guys can talk. I'm not going to say anything until I'm not ready. <laughs> well, in the meantime, well, I got, I'm a I grandmother got stuff now. On my noggin. Oh, you're a grandmother now? Whoa. All right. Take it away. Yes. Yeah. Um, my new grandson, Harrison James, is about a month old now, and he is just a sweetheart. Nice. So I'm very grateful about, um, about this new bundle of joy. Oh, I did see a picture of him on your Facebook page. And we got Super CUNY points awarded? (laughs) Yeah, he got lots of Super CUNY points. (laughs) There you go. It's always the best when you can award the little and Super CUNY points. It's not hard to do when you're five months old. <laughs> when oh, I was five months old, I was cute these too. Are the ones that are not old. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Ryan? Uh, uh, did some comedy shows. Uh, had a blast doing those. And, yeah. uh, you know, now I've just been brainstorming love. And, uh, I mean, I got questions. You know, I don't, it's not future oriented, but while digging and, you know, coming up with. You know, ideas for the love was something that uh, I talked about way before because I did watch an episode of Jerry Springer not too long ago. And I saw, you know, I'm watching this couple where, you know, this lady was like, my my husband has cheated on me like six times, but I still love him. I'm like, there is no way. Okay. There is no way that that you can't. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter how much love you're in. You cannot be cheated on five times. And then this guy is like, baby, I'm sorry. I, I said from now on, I'm never going to do it, you know. And it's like that you cannot have a relationship like that. It's never going to work. She needs to jump out. And, and that's the question I'm asking you guys. There's, am I, I can't be alone on this. There's no way if you got cheated on, and this is kind of like the dark side of love, but there's no way <laughs> if you got cheated on that you're coming back. That Like that relationship is done. We're moving on, right? Or is that just me? I agree. Well, I agree with you, Ryan. I think that that woman it's, probably it's should move on from that relationship because yeah. uh, because that man certainly seems to be very flawed in that respect. <laughs> That's true. And Even I, though he said that yeah. was the last time, baby, you know. But I'm not buying. Yeah. You know. But I mean, well, six I times. That's a lot. That's a yeah, pattern. It is. <laughs> that is true. Really Even if pattern. it was one, though, right? There's no coming back from one. Yeah. I. I'm I'm in agreement that I wouldn't do it. I I would have a very difficult time tolerating anybody doing that to me six times over and not actually working with me to understand what's going on to move that person that way. But there's this is this is probably why this person keeps doing that and it isn't just just uh men against women. You know, it can be it can be a, a whole lot of different situations uh uh relationships and things like that that do that. So, um, you know, and if, if someone's trying to work through some stuff, what are they going to do? You know, you know, if I'm trying to figure out why I do this and it's compulsive, maybe I need your help, but maybe I, maybe I don't want to keep the relationship going. So I might say, okay, I'll help you work through it, but we're done with the relationship. That might be where I would go if this person is really honestly working on, working on his or her stuff. That's true. Well, like even one and done. I mean, if you share me once, I think we're done. Is there... Would I don't I mean it could just be you guys. There's no way you're coming back to that, right? 
Uh, I've, I've seen where one, one, one time, one time is often a way for men or women to break down the wall to say, I've got a problem and I need your, your attention and I don't seem to be able to get it. So this is doing it. Um, it's sometimes a cry for help and maybe many times it's a cry for help. You know what I mean? That's true. Paul, what do you think? I have... I mean, I have to say that's not a problem that I have faced in the past. I would have to think that, that yes, I would not like that and probably would choose to move on. But I think there's also degrees. There's, you know, um, where somebody has a simple affair, but there's also a degree where maybe, um, you know, maybe there's just a, a kiss that happens somewhere. So there's degrees of, of how this mm-hmm. could go down. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the degree is definitely going to be a factor in the decision on whether you're going to um, work on it and deal with it, or if you're going to uh, just move on from the, the relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, my relationship history, I've had men who've had a lot of problems and who've done me wrong in a number of ways. <laughs> but usually mm-hmm. that's not the situation with me is that that particular case is not something that normally happens uh, in my past history. But, um, but yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, deal with this and struggle with this. Um, I have a, a friend right now, a female friend, uh, and she's seeing a man who has told her flat out that he doesn't think that he's uh, capable of being committed fully to one woman, like not, not even just like her, any woman, like even the most perfect woman ever, he doesn't feel like he's mm. capable of being committed. Um, for now, she is staying in the relationship, and um, this man uh, says he loves her, and I actually believe he does love her. But for whatever reason, he does not feel like he would be able to fully commit to her, like if he, if he actually formally committed to her, um, that he would somehow feel this need to cheat, which is what he's done in the past in other relationships. Um, but as far as I know, he hasn't done that yet to her. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> but that wouldn't work with you. If we're going out and I'm telling you, I love you, you're amazing, I just got to give you the heads up. When we get married, I'm most likely going to cheat, but that's just like an issue with me. But other than that, this is great, you know. Please <laughs> no, I wouldn't need to walk me. down that path, dude. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I'll tell you what, let's yeah. work I on mean, it. I mean, it's just weird. I mean, I don't know how anybody can jump on that. I know it's the dark side of love. We all, we had, like, the good side, the sunny side uh, on episode yeah. one. Now we're, I think we should, mm-hmm. you know, let the shadow cast over the love a little bit <laughs> until we get some callers up mm-hmm. in this piece, but. I don't know. I, yeah. I can't. Ima- I don't know who's buying that. But that's just so. Crazy. Let me tell you what happened to me. Okay, Ooh, my second wife. Go. My second wife decided that she was in love with her English teacher, and he lived out in Point Orient on the tip of uh, of Long Island. And every weekend, she would pack up and go out there and live with him for a weekend and come back home. And my first reaction was, "Okay, I'm walking." And the second reaction was. That's not going to work. Let me make sure I can resolve this situation. Let me see what's going on. If, we, if there's any way I can save this marriage. And so I started listening to her without retorting, without responding, without in any way, you know, defending myself, just letting her talk. It was a great experiment for me. I mean, it was a great opportunity for me to really work on looking at how I'm reacting to things. 
she we did this for months and months and months and finally she looks at me one day and says you know you're making it very hard not to love you and i said oh that's good to myself you know good i'm getting somewhere here um um but uh but uh, at one point she came she didn't go off to point orient for a weekend and so i i'm like what's going on she's moping around the house and i realized they probably had a love spat you know and i said okay i'm done that's it because i'm i'm telling her Give him a call, and I'm telling myself, find a home, find a place to live, <laughs> move out, get out of here, and so that's what I did. That was the end of our relationship. But uh, there you go. I gave it, I gave it my best. I did my best, and I walked away from that relationship confident that there was nothing that I could do more than what I had already done, and I had crossed the line when I, when I took, when I helped her resolve her relationship with her lover. Now she oh, swore wow. to me that she, she swore to me that she was not making love with the guy, and that could be, but what she was doing was pretty much the same thing. So I don't think it mattered. Her heart was in, in where she was in Point Orient. That is true. She was leaving the hangout over there. Wow, that is legit. Right. That's a damn good story right there. And you did the right thing. I feel that's just me. I, I'm sure I did the right thing. I feel really confident about that. Really solid. Wow. I gave her every chance. And you handled it very nicely. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. So, just give me another minute, and then I'll be with you guys. I've been five already. <laughs> I know. I'm okay. sorry. You're doing great. You really are. <laughs> we're taking deep and into each other's souls right now. I mean, yeah. we're getting into <laughs> you guys. Like some dirty love story. <laughs> I, I'm anxious to hear the question. I didn't hear the question. That Ryan oh. um, mentioned before, so I'm interested. Here, we're, we're kind of in the middle of it. Give me one more right minute. Now. Give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, this friend I was telling you about with that um, uh-huh. uh, the boyfriend who uh, doesn't think he can commit to a woman without cheating. Um, the evil I do man, believe like that he actually loves her though. Um, and she's yeah. she's I'm sure she's very easy to to for a man to love. Um, but even just in, like, the, the gifts that he gets for her, um, they're so very thoughtful. I mean, he takes a lot of time and effort, like, picking out exactly the thing that is going to touch her heart. Um, and and I don't th- you might be thinking that maybe he's getting good gifts because of, you know, to make up for guilt. But that's not the feeling that I get from this guy. I think that he genuinely yeah. has very strong feelings for her. And um, is maybe even struggling within himself, saying, you know, I really, really like this woman, but but can I be in a, in a relationship without without cheating on her? Because he, he truly doesn't want to hurt her, uh, which is what would happen if he ended up, you know, committing to her and then later cheating. But right. I think he really does feel that way. I think he really does feel that way. And... Um, I'm kind of hopeful that maybe she will somehow, you know, um, get him to a point where he can feel comfortable committing without feeling that need to, to stray like he has in the past. But I also don't want her to be hurt. So, you know, it, it's hard. It hurts. It's, it's hard, hard to... isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right. True. Well, I'm here. I'm here. Welcome, Lady <laughs> so, Fontaine. How so, are you? Well, Hello. I'm doing... I'm doing fine. I, I really am pissed that I screwed up this um, oh. show. <laughs> but there's nothing I could do. Hopefully, there's still 
some uh, stragglers out there that are going, what the heck is going on? And they'll yeah. see the tweet and they'll see the Facebook post and come to the right place. Great. But so, um, you know, we'll, we'll do the best that we can do. Um, I'm happy to have you on the show with us, Paula. So um, before we start with you, Paula, Ryan, what mm-hmm. was your question that everybody was saying, oh, the six times? What happened six times? We were talking about the dark side, okay? Last time we had the sun coming <gasps> in, talking side. about love. It was beautiful. Now the moon has come about. It's the dark side of love. And we were talking about the cheating. And I'm saying that if someone cheats on me or anybody who ever asked me, like, oh, man, I'm in a relationship. He cheated on me, but he said he was sorry, so we're back together again. I'm like, you're nuts. Once you cheat, that's game over. There's no restart. You know, that's just me. And I was just asking Jim, I was asking Paula, uh, what are their views? Because I say it's a one and done. You cheat on me, we out, it's done. There's no coming back. There's not any amount of sorries for you to uh, give me, for me to allow uh, this relationship to continue. But that's just me. Well, yeah, and I know that is because you did even mention that last week. And I'm going to say the same thing. That should be for everybody, but that's just just me talking. That should be for everybody. Well, let me say this, that I have seen couples come back from that and really see the – you know, see what they did wrong in, in the relationship and the cheating. Um, not obviously six times. I think kind of, you know, in a, in a situation like that, it's probably a serial cheater or there are really major um, faults in the relationship. But people can come back from cheating. And if you do it right, you really build a stronger foundation if you could work through all the issues that cause whichever partner to cheat. I know it's a hard thing, um, and I'm big on loyalty and honesty and, you know, all that kind of thing. So I don't know how well I would deal with someone cheating on me, but um, I've seen it. I've seen couples grow very, very strong from going through that adversity together and really building a strong foundation, and they get closer than they ever were. Not saying that works for everybody, but I have seen it work for some. But the relationships are never going to be the same as they were before the cheating. No, correct. No. It'll be different. Exactly. It's really and, and usually better. And usually a lot better. Yeah, usually. That's right. If they get back together well, if they can work out the differences really well, that's true. Right. Or they, or they should walk away. But, you know, I think that Ryan sends a very strong message in his relationship. And I think that's very honorable that you cheat on me, it's over. But I've I've seen couples that just make a point of cheating on each other. They just do it all the time, and they swear they're not doing it, and they do it anyway. Oh, so, so it's not even an open relationship. They're just lying to each no, other. No, they're just lying to each oh, other. God. That's right. Awful people. Well, it's not a relationship I want to be in. Exactly. <laughs> Now, well, uh, and I, th- I don't want to interrupt the party, but we do have a caller. Oh. I don't know Not if you want to go about it. I talked to him. No. Not yet. All Not right. yet. Not yet. I want, right. to, I, want to talk, Sorry, I want to talk. about. I want to talk about a couple things, and then we can go, and hopefully we'll get some more callers on the air tonight. Um, Sounds good. So do you have any other questions for us? 
Ryan? Uh, no, you guys talked to me. Yeah, no, you guys went uh, dirty, Bill, on that. And, uh, I, I'm happy that people see my side because I just, I don't get it. I said I saw a Jerry Springer episode, and I thought this lady was freaking uh, cuckoo for the Cocoa Puffs, and I couldn't believe what I saw. Well, I think on Jerry Springer, most of us don't believe what we see. I mean, that's all. Fair enough, but there's got to be people like that, though. And it was just, it just blew my mind, and I wrote it down, and I was like, this is ridiculous, you know. Well, um, you know, some of the things that you see on Jerry Springer and and Maury and all those other kind of shows are really don't far even out get there. Me started I don't on know. Maury with the baby daddy. Don't even get me started on Maury with the baby daddy. I can't handle it. Uh oh. The baby daddy. <laughs> My God, you're not the father. Talk about just collapsing on the floor. Uh, yeah. It was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so well. Wouldn't anybody? I mean, Jim, if you found out you're not the father, I mean, oh my God, there's nothing worse than that. Well, uh, and it's amazing how it. some men, how some that's men right. can still love the baby and be a that's good right. father. I know that's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's staying in the baby's life, knowing it's not yours, but you raise it like it was yours. Oh my God, that's yeah. the baby's fault. That's not crazy. the baby's fault. Not the baby's I fault. I know. You, I would have so to stay in. I know. I would have to stay in. Yeah, me too. I know. Oh, but that's so crazy. But it's who brings you up, right? Is that kind of – if I'm the dad, if I if I raise them, I'm the dad, even though I'm not the dad, but I'm the dad. You're, you're well, the one that has to you be know, there. And by stepping up, you're you're giving a really good uh, male uh, role, role model. But he should still See, call I me dad. That, but I think there's two ways to look at that. One way is to every time you look at the baby, yeah, you know that, you know, that's not yours. Or you could look at the baby just like if you adopt a baby and be so that's grateful true. for the new life, you know. And there are many dads in that position that really do. It's just like, you know, you adopt a baby, you adopt a dog. I mean, you know, you love them. You love them like they're, they're your own. So it all depends, but. You know, I, I'm not saying by any means that your um, your perspective is is right, wrong, or indifferent. It works for you, and this is part of who you are. That you would have difficulty with that. And again, you send a strong message out that how important loyalty and trust is in your relationship. That is true. Like my kitty cat, Princess Sparkles. She's she. I consider her my daughter, even though I'm really not her father. You know, Princess. So, <laughs> Princess, Princess Sparkles. Sparkles? That's, that's my little cat. Who I had her since her? she was a little baby kitten. I did. You named her. Oh my god. Oh my god. She, she looks like a princess. You, oh my god. I'm going to send you a picture we, at the end of the show. We never saw so this side of you. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so adorable. In my man cave, uh, I have her picture on my wall. Next to her bed where she sleeps, but uh, no, Princess Sparkles. She's that's my daughter, and I didn't I didn't give birth right. to her. I wasn't involved in it, but that's my daughter, so it's like the same thing. It is. It absolutely is. Like all my dogs are my you know daughters or sons. Um, I know. You know, so baby. so so the same thing can happen in with, you know, in a relationship. I mean, some men are always going to, you know, have that lack of trust and doubt everything, and other men are, are going to jump in and take that role and be able to put 
some of the paths behind them. But it's hard. That's true. It's very hard to get a path. Um, you know, the the concept of, you know, somebody cheating on you. It really is hard. It's true. So, but so point, I wanted uh, I wanted to talk about um a couple things tonight. But uh, do you have any other questions before we go forward? <laughs> oh, he's gone. All right. So do you, um, Jim, do you have any questions on anything? No, I'm good. I'm good for okay. now. Go ahead. So, all right. So what I wanted to do, uh, there is a topic for tonight. But before we talk about the topic, I do want to talk about um, the new matchmaking service. Um, it's been very, very exciting since the launch, and I've had several people sign up, and that the whole interview process is so intense and so amazing. And you know what I find? It's like I'm listening to their words, but, you know, me being me, I'm feeling their energy, and, um, you know, and I'm out there already starting to see some possibilities for some of the clients that have signed up. So it's really fun. It's really exciting. I'm going to extend the 75% discount um, into March, and then it will go to full price. So if you're interested, if you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, if you haven't been able to find that right Mr. or Ms. Right, this is, this is the way to do it because I'm only going to introduce you to the right people that work for you. I mean, we all have our likes and our dislikes and the things that are truly important to us. Um, and, you know, I take all of that into consideration, but then there's those esoteric things that make a relationship, you know, the connection, the chemistry, all of the, those types of things, which happen to be part of the five C's that we're going to talk about later today. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very psyched and very, very excited, and not yet have I seen the perfect match <clears throat> for you know, my client and the, and the either gentlemen or ladies that I am interviewing. But, you know, there, there's really some spectacular people out there who have stepped forward and they're interested and they're really looking for love. So for those listeners that are out there, if um, you're one of them looking for love, check out my website at ladyfontaine.com and you'll see right on the top navigation bar, matchmaking service it might be right for you so that's that's my spiel on what's going on with the matchmaking service and what i wanted to talk about tonight and jim you're going to have to talk about um the 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 extra fee that you um added but there are five C's in a relationship that I think are so valuable and so important. And some of them I've just mentioned, um, connection, chemistry. To me, the number one most important thing is communication, compromise, compatibility. And Jim has added one, congruence. Yeah. yeah. But do you want to explain that? I mean, you showed me that link and how it ties in with actually the psychology of, you know, of a relationship. But how would you describe that? Because I think connection, compatibility, compromise, which I think is really important. Communication we talked about last week. Um, We might want to talk a little bit more about it this week as well. But congruence, how does that fit in as being one of the pillars 
of a strong relationship. Well, con- congruence, uh, th- this term came uh, to light with uh, uh, Carl Rogers, who is one of the founders of client-centered therapy or psychotherapy. Um, and so he had three uh, aspects of the relationship between a uh, therapist and the patient, and that was uh, empathy, unconditional positive regard, and congruence. Empathy meaning mm. being able to feel what somebody else feels. Unconditional positive regard means no matter what that person does, you'll still give them a positive, you know, you will give them uh, your, their, your best face. Uh, you won't judge them and kick them out or, or reject them or, or, or laugh at them or anything like that. You'll, you'll accept them and, and what they're doing. And, and, and congruence is being, uh, the, way I, the way I learned it when I first learned about it, uh, it's, it's being completely uh, 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 upfront about what's going on on your side. So if I'm listening to my partner talking, then I would I would react. So, so let's, let's talk about, you know, my partner's talking to me about, oh, I have a lover, and my reaction can be, what the, and start screaming and yelling and throwing things or, or shooting him or her, um, or my reaction could be, okay, uh, this is what's going on inside of me because you're the fact that you're, you're telling me this. I'm, I'm t- totally going into a panic. So I need you to give me a minute while I, you know, calm myself down and get to where I can listen to you. I, it doesn't mean I'm accepting what's going on or anything. It doesn't mean I'm judging anything. I just want to hear what you have to say. And, and that opens up this level of communication that's perfectly safe for both people. So you can go ahead and talk and the other person doesn't have to attack. You can actually just be very congruent about what's going on on each side as you're talking. And it's funny because when I think of the word congruence, I think of harmony, which is um, I could feel somewhat of what you were just saying, the underlying, you know, I mean, obviously in that scenario, it's not a harmonious situation, but you're trying to bring it back to that sense of harmony and connection. So I think that's great. It's a word and it's a word and a concept that I never really used with the five C's. And it's really now five C's plus one um, with adding congruence, because I think that's, I think what Jim said is really important. And again, to me, if we don't have a strong communication in a relationship, you really don't have anything. You're really just walking through the motions because if you're not connecting and communicating and sharing and getting to know the person, then what is, what is the relationship without communication? And honestly, I talk to thousands of people in any given year, and the majority of them don't have that good level of communication. They're either afraid that if they say something or, you know, jump the gun and, you know, uh, have a, you know, a moment that the person's going to run away. And my, my concept and my thoughts on that, if they're going to run away so easily, is that truly the person for you? Right. So um, I know we have a, at least um, one caller figured out how to get us, us tonight. So, um, Ryan, are you back on the air? I'm back. Yeah, no, uh... Yeah, we yeah, we got some peeps in the chat room. Hello, and we got uh, we got uh, a, a Teddy, who uh, Ted Teddy. I wrote Teddy, but uh, he gave a ring, and then we have another caller who I gotta uh, see what's going on with that. 
All right. Um, we, we, we could take Teddy, and then I want to see. I know Paula has a couple questions, and I want to talk. I want to sort of catch up with Paula. But let's take Teddy first. Okay. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> got Teddy on the line. Hello, Teddy. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey. I, uh, All right. I, well, you're I, on the phone with Lady Fontaine. If you got any questions. Well, I was listening to the show and and and, and uh, about relationships and and I'm going through a really really rough time right now. And, What's um, going on? Well, my wife, she she kind of like left, and um, I don't know exactly if she's coming. I don't know if she's coming back, and and. And I, I, you know, she said something. She would be back. She's gonna take the kids, and and I mean, she she stormed out. And, and we had we had a yeah, we had an argument, and and um, it it escalated, and, and it got out of hand. And I just um, don't want to lose my lose my kids. Like I mean, they're sleeping now, but. I just don't know when she's coming back and, and if she's going to take them. And I, I, it's kind of it's sad. It's, it's, I just I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, what is, what is your wife's first name? Cindy. All right. Let me just look at the energy. All right. Um, you know, if you were listening before, um, and I'm I'm gonna share with you something that we talked about last week as well. But um I what I really feel is off in your relationship um with your wife is the lack of real communication. You guys might talk about, you know, dentist appointments or doctors appointments or you know, um, kids going to school and stuff like that. But I don't really feel you guys are connecting and communicating. And I really feel a lot has been building up. I mean, however um, huge this argument was that you guys had, um, to me, energetically, I still feel um, a, a somewhat of a sense of commitment and um, willingness to work this through. But I'm going to tell you something. Your wife does not feel heard. And no matter how much you're yelling at each other, you're both energetically, to me, it feels like you're both just just saying. Neither one of you are taking the time to really listen and hear, you know, each other's point of view and somewhere along the way, no matter how crazy the arguments and the fights are, what Jim was talking about before is, you know, even though it causes a reaction in you um, when somebody says something, is take a moment and try to get yourself centered and start to listen. And it doesn't mean that you're agreeing with everything, but... You really, I, I can feel so much frustration in both of your energies, but mostly in your wife's energy right now because she does not feel heard. Um, was this, this argument took place when, just tonight? Well, it's happened a few times, but this is the first time she's left, you know. And, well, when and, you say left, she walked out or she took all her stuff? Because to me, I don't uh, feel she's really left. She's just, 
she needs to wind down and she needs to think things through. You know, she 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 grabbed like a duffel bag. I don't I don't I don't even know what was in it. You know, and she just you know she said a few choice words to me and 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 stormed out the door and 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 said you know you'll hear from my lawyer and and, and she's it was just really bad. All right. Well, I want to say one thing. She's not. Um, I, I I don't feel that she's going to take your kids. And I know there's a lot of fear in your energy because I could feel it. Um, and, you know, even if she did contact an attorney, which I don't feel she is yet, but even if she did, um, I, you know, you're not going to lose your kids. Um, you know, you would work out some sort of agreement. I'm not saying you want to, you know, shift your whole life by any means. Yeah. And I don't feel that's going to happen. But I do feel that your relationship is really in a fragile state right now. And something mm-hmm. has to change. Um, you know, I I would suggest that you give her a little bit of space, um, you know, at least to cool down and calm down and maybe just text her and say, hey, I think we should talk and yeah. and see what her response is. I mean, don't don't be afraid to put yourself out there. This is, you know, kind of like life and death. I mean, I could feel in your relationship, you don't want this. In your energy, you don't want this relationship to end. You want to try to hold it together. Even though I'm going to be honest, you don't feel like you're so happy and satisfied either. I feel there's been a lot of friction, and energetically it feels like an emotional tug of war has been going on with you guys for a long time. Um, and I feel you both feel like you're not heard. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, uh, I had an issue a while ago, and I, and I, and, and, um, I, um, I corrected it. I, I fixed it. And, and she keeps throwing it back in my face. And, and, and like, you have to let some things go. And, and she refuses, and I think that she's going to use that against, against me for the kids. And that's it really concerns me. Um, what, you, what did you say? I'm sorry. Excuse me. What did you say? I'm sorry. I was I jumped in. Oh, no, I was saying that that I had an issue that I resolved, and she keeps harping on it, and and, and she's going to you know use it against me, and and I think you know I'm, I'm I really am afraid I'm going to lose the kids. Well, are, is this was this something to do with you and the kids? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I um, I was um, I was drinking a lot, and but I, I you know, I go to a program and stuff, and, and I go to meetings, and and um, you know, so I I've been I've been good, you know, I, I've been clean for, you know, for about a year now, and um, but she keeps throwing it back in my face. Thank you. Um, she keeps throwing it back in my face. You know, you, you're raging alcoholic, and, and, and you know you're drunk, and you know, you know you're stupid. You know, stupid drunk, and, and like, and I, I haven't picked up a drink in like a long time already. Like, like, uh, it's time to let that go. I mean, I, I, I cleaned up my act, you know, to the best I could. You know. Um. Well. To- to the best that you could. I mean, it, it, what does that mean? I mean, did you clean up your act or not? I feel you cut, you did. You think that I what? 
Well, you just said you, you cleaned up your act to the best of your ability. Does that mean yeah. you cleaned up your act? Because you do feel like you stopped drinking. You do. Yeah. Well, or are I, you um, grabbing a beer every now and then? Well, I I, I sometimes, like on a weekend, um, I you know not during the week, but but it's like if there's a game on, you know I I may have one, but that's not like that's not like, you know, out of control. You know, and and, um, and sometimes you know after work, like it, it it just gets too much. You know, and then I gotta go home, and I have to deal with her screaming at me and threatening to take away the kids. And I'm like, this is this is insane. And I I do love her, but but I um I don't want to take away my kids. That's the biggie. Right, of course. And honestly, I mean, even if your relationship did not survive, there's I I don't believe unless you were you know a a, a crazy alcoholic that was abusing the kids or putting them in danger. No, I can't no, see no. any, right. And it, I don't believe you are, um, no. you know, I couldn't see any judge allowing her to keep the kids away where you don't get, you know, joint custody or whatever is, you know, the, the standard in, in your state. Um, I, I, I still feel there's somewhat of um, a fragile, like, string of hope here that you guys can rebuild, but you're not going to be able to do it with the yelling and the screaming. And you're, I really, and I don't know if your wife would even be open to it. She feels like she would, she may not respond right away, but if you did go into counseling together, because she has to learn how not to, to say certain things. I mean, I can feel her anger. And I do believe that there were times that, um, your drinking was a true problem in the relationship. Um, so so she's still hung up on that, but her calling you names and saying things like that certainly isn't going to help. But I think that yeah. you really, you said you're in a program, but I think you yeah. really need to make a commitment to stop, not to yeah. have to stop, you know, yeah. I, because I think if you're really trying to rebuild your relationship, it's almost like, and unfortunately, um, it's what I feel energetically, that you really have to show your wife that you're serious about this. And, you know, try to find, I know they have non-alcoholic beers and stuff like that. Um, you know, maybe try something like that just to sort of get you over the hurdle. But I'm, I'm yeah, really I couldn't, thinking. I couldn't, I, I couldn't drink that. It just it, it, it tasted horrible. So I, I could, um, I, I could, I tried it. It's just that I, I can't take it. It made me sick. So what do you, what do you feel is the? I hear what you're saying, but the, I, I, well, what do you feel your need to drink is all about? I mean, what I feel energetically, you're trying to escape from all the pressures around well, you rather than dealing with it. Life, life is not easy. I mean, I, I um, my job. And then I, I I picked up some work and, and, and you know I'm, I'm working as much as I can but you know it hasn't been all that good you know and and um, so she like gives me the attitude that I'm like a miserable failure and I um I'm just doing the best that I can you know and trying to to keep it all together 
um, the best I can, you know. And, and every once in a while, I, 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 I mean, I do have a drink just to take the edge off a little bit because it's just too much around here. Um, what kind of work do you usually do? What What's your career? Well, I, I mean, I this this winter I was supposed to smoke, but if I, there's been like no snow. And, and and I'm usually a contractor. I I um I do, you know, kitchens and bathrooms and um but it's business has been really slow. And and there's no snow plowing either, so it's 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 been a horror show this winter. You know. Because you feel yeah. to me, um, two things I feel in your energy. One is um it's almost like, you know, you have given up. Um, it, you know, there, there is, you know, like I hear what you're saying that, you know, it's been slow and there's no business and stuff, but I don't feel that you're chasing anything. Like, you know, sometimes you have to really work hard to um, get yourself out there or get yourself known and, um, you know, to be able to sort of draw in the business. And it feels to me that there are a few relationships. If it's either, um, you know, sort of hooking up with wherever you get your supplies from and, you know, making sure they have your business cards and that they're referring you to people who come in and say, you know, I'm trying to redo my kitchen and, you know, I don't even know where to start. Um, So I really feel you could build those relationships if you haven't already. And if you have, you know, it's sort of like, you know, having a best client that, you know, you have to feed those relationships and nurture them, you know, so yeah. that the people will keep, you know, uh, referring people to you. But there, it actually feels like career-wise you have the potential of being very busy and, you know, um, making a very decent amount of money. But you feel like you, you – it's almost like your heart is – in your feet, you know, it's like it, you're you, you're carrying this heavy weight in your chest that's really, um, you know, tremendously bringing you down. And I do feel that you're in somewhat of a depression, and um, you there is some somewhat of a sense of having given up. It's almost like you're living in constant fear, fear of you know how do you support your family fear of, is your wife going to walk out? Is she going to take the kids? Et cetera, et cetera. So, and, um, and, 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 and the thing is that, that I never said that I was perfect, and I know she's not perfect. I know that she had a relationship with this guy that lives in my neighborhood, and like, but I don't like try not to throw that back in her face all the time. You know, um, I, I, I try to, like, Get over it and move on to the next thing, but but it's kind of it's it's hard to do because every time the guy passes by my house, you know I want to kill him. Well, and that's a you know sort of like a normal reaction, but there is a process that you have to work through to get rid of all that anger as well. Um, you know, I really feel you guys need some professional help to sort of guide you through this, but I don't necessarily feel that she's going to walk away today. Um, But I do feel you, you really like, you know, I would reach out to her tomorrow morning and just say, look, we need to talk. And, 
you know, really define your boundaries somewhat, but tell her you're committed to making this work, but you feel, you know, maybe you guys need, you know, uh, to go into marriage counseling or something. Yeah, I don't think she's going to go because she, she says, you know, I, 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 I brought that up to her one time before, and she said to me, you're the one who's nuts. You're the one you should go to counseling. She says, uh, you know, you're the one who's crazy and, and, and you know, has these problems. And and uh, she goes, it's not me. And, um, you know, she throws it all at me. And, 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 you know, nobody's perfect. Well, and that's her anger. It's been built. It, how long have you guys been married? Because this has been building up for a long, long time with her. About 12 years. Um, Jim, you're a, you're a guy, so what 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 would you say? Um, what? I, I <laughs> I'm just curious brothers. about a Thank male you. opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are definitely a man, but yeah, I mean, you. Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> definitely a man. Um, you know, I would like the male opinion. The male what's, what's opinion so, here. What's so funny? What's so funny? Yeah, no, um, Jim and I are we're laughing at me. We're laughing with each other, not at you. Um, what what I'm hearing is, I'm hearing is that there's a lot of misunderstanding going on, and it sounds like the best way to handle that is to have someone be able to act as an in between, like a, an umpire and a, 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 a person that can mediate a conversation between the two of you, um, and. Uh, um, there's mediation like counselors that are, yeah, they're, they're mediation coach. counselors. They're not therapists. They're not psychotherapists who deal with couples. They're mediation counselors who help you communicate. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and if you can't, gonna go. it's, it's, it's like a lawyer kind of a thing. These people can handle how to, how to break up a marriage if you need to, to make it so that everybody's going to be okay. And the kids aren't going to suffer as much. Yeah. But but if the way it's going, the way you're describing it from your end, it's sounding an awful lot like you're not being heard and you're not being paid attention to, and that needs to be resolved. You need to be heard, and she needs well, to yeah, be told that she's I, not I, I listening, and you can't be the one that. to tell her that because she can't listen to you. you and you both need to learn skills, I think, in That's how right. to communicate. So she's not always bringing up and rehashing everything. And although you may not be verbalizing it, you're still holding it all inside. And all mm. of those things end up destroying a relationship. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, I don't want the marriage to end and, and I don't want the kids to leave. So I, I, I'm doing the best I can to try to keep it all together. And it's hard, you know, it's just, you know, I think she's a lunatic, and I, I, I I'm afraid she's gonna come back and you know, like you know, I, I gotta keep one eye open when I'm sleeping. Yeah. Well, she's, what are you what are you afraid of that she's gonna take the kids or hurt you? Uh, maybe both. You know, I just I, I don't like I, I don't even trust her anymore because she's she's nuts. Well, she's hurt and angry. I don't. I don't really think she's nuts, and I don't really feel she would hurt you physically. Um, she's really, really angry, and I think you both are, and you both have a lot of um, built-up. Um, what what what's the word? Built-up 
you know, frustrations with each other. Um, yeah. That's I mean, why I I never, Jim was I, saying to have a mediator, um, but you somebody really needs to point out to her that you don't fix people by insulting them. Yeah, I never hit her. You know, I, I, I mean, I never did that. Good. I've come close, but don't, I never, don't never do hit it. her. Don't ever do. Yeah. You walk no, away. Right, don't, don't because she'll have you thrown in jail, and then you will never. Well, that too, then you'll never see your gonna, kids again. Yeah, the kids yeah, you'll no, never forgive yourself. It's just not a good place to go. Just if but you're getting that close, also, walk away. I think she's also turning the kids against me when I'm not around. Yeah. You know, and that that that's not good. You know, and uh, I don't want the three of them. You know, her and the two kids to like gang up on me, and and, and because she brainwashed them. And, uh, you know, told them nasty things about me, you know. You you know, earlier, earlier you have said something which to me is the biggest um, indicator that somebody does need help. She's saying nothing's wrong with me. It's all you. And, you know, usually that's when people are in denial that they don't realize, look, it's a two, it takes two to tango. It's a two-way street and you both made the mess. And the only way to get out of it is for you both to find that happy medium. Even if that happy medium is that the relationship doesn't last, but you have an amicable, you know, relationship with with her and the kids. Um, you know, and I don't necessarily feel that you're there yet because you both feel. In her energy, I feel tremendously. She doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel respected. She doesn't feel... And I feel at times also, Teddy, that it's almost like she's testing you and pushing you because she wants a reaction from you. And it's almost like the reaction that she gets isn't what she needs. But that's lack of communication, you know, and that's why. um, Did you did you happen to listen to our show last week? No, I, I could. I'm sorry. I didn't. Um, because there was an exercise that Jim talked about that I find amazing in a relationship. And I know neither one of you are in the mode to do it at this point, but if you can sort of get over this initial hurdle and, and go through the, I'll give it to you really quickly. The way I do it with my clients is um, they sit in a straight chair facing each other, their knees touching. Only one partner can talk at at each at one time. And the only other thing that the other partner so let's assume you're the one that's voicing how you feel. And the only thing Cindy could say is, I understand. And it's it is all about hearing your partner and listening to them. And that's truly what communication is. It's only it's not about talking, yelling, screaming or anything like that, but it's really hearing what's bothering them and the things that are building up inside of you as well as the things that are building up inside of her. The way I do it with my clients is one partner goes first and when they get it all out, you know, you could take sort of a breather where they can you know, have some exchange if they want to, or sometimes it brings people closer because you start to understand what's really bothering the other person. And then you switch roles where 
she would say everything that's on her mind. And it isn't so much of saying, you know, um, you know, you do this wrong or you do that wrong. It's more about saying when you do that, it hurts me a great deal or I get fearful or I don't understand what's going on or I don't understand how we got there and things like that. When you make it about yourself rather than being very defensive and making it about her. Um, I find so that level to, of communication works the best. But I know you're not there. I know you can't sit her down and do that yeah. exercise. You both have to be willing and ready and able. And that's why, sit, like, we're supposed to sit on the floor. Uh, what was that? We're supposed to sit, to sit on, sit on the, floor. the floor. But it works. No, sit on the floor. I didn't know if you're supposed to kneel down and face each other when you're. Talking to each other like I do it. I do it with two partners sitting on a straight chair um, across from each other with their knees touching or just about touching. But I don't think the position or where you're sitting is as important. But you need I, – see, I like them to be level. I don't want one partner in a high chair and another mm. partner in a small chair because you're not equal. That's why two mm. straight chairs, like dining room table chairs or kitchen chairs, you know, face them towards each other and use that time. But the the partner has to make, when the person is talking, the other partner has to make that commitment to listen and hear and understand. And all they can say is, I understand. And you may not be at that point where she's willing to do it, but those are some exercises that if you guys make a commitment to try to work this out, um, you know, you definitely can can use a tool like that to help you get through it. But I think both Jim and I, you know, think that you need a third party to point out certain things and to teach you guys how it's very destructive what you're doing in the relationship. I mean, I still often, feel there's sorry. somewhat of hope here, even though it doesn't feel like it right now. But, Jim, what did you say? So you, very often they'll also teach you techniques for helping to communicate, helping communication happen, like what yeah. we just discussed. So so Which, it'll train her and you kids? at the same time. Sorry, what? Can I bring my kids to this session so they they know exactly what their parents are going through? Usually no. not. Usually no. not. No, so you, you don't could want do that there. separately. Right, you could do mm-hmm. something separate with them, and that's where I think some sort of facilitator um, mm-hmm. would know how to best, you know, communicate. How old are your kids? Eight and ten. Yeah, they're too young. Um, mm. I think with them it's just a matter of letting them know that you love them, um, you know, you're, you're, you're on their side, and, you know, mommy and daddy are trying to figure things out. Um, but I'm always here for you no matter what happens. You know, you have to show them that you're not a bad person. I think what you do is you go in your shell. I know, but they, they they sometimes will say things to me that sounds like that it's coming from the mother. You know, and they, they'll be rude. You know, uh, I'll be making breakfast or something, and then and they'll they'll say something very rude, and it, and it sounds just like their mother. That well, tries me not. You want to bring up in, in in some kind of a mediation situation, some kind of therapy or something, some way you can talk to her and tell her that that's really not fair. 
Yeah. I mean, to bring the kids yeah. in the middle is, no. it's not, you know who it's not fair to? Your kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think they're, they're, you know, they're suffering because their parents, are not, you know, are not getting together. And I, I mean, I've been called up to school several times, you know, with different instances where they, you know, weren't interacting with the other kids all that well. And, you know, trying to work that out. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, um, I think my wife isn't, hasn't been the greatest influence. Well, and, I think you know. the situation hasn't been the greatest um, structure for, for the kids. It hasn't. They're seeing people who are fighting and not getting along. Um, and that sets their baseline that that's the proper way to respond. I mean, I often say to clients, sometimes the best thing and the right thing is to not be in a committed, you know, not to stay married because, and the kids going from one household to the other, they actually have time to, you know, really connect and, and bond with their parents. And then they're not exposed to that constant fighting um, because that isn't yeah. good for anybody. What they're seeing is it's okay to say some, you know, these horrible things to each other, and that becomes their baseline for how they're going to react in all their relationships. So, yeah, my, you know, my I, son, my son said the other day, "Why don't you get a divorce already?" And he ran out. Right. Right. Like, you know, just I guess he's heard some of the arguing, and and and, um, and every once in a while, like like with with my wife, Cindy, like she 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 starts throwing stuff and. and Making a racket and, and and the kids get scared and they they like they run to their room and you know and they're like like there's a monster in the house you know and, right and it isn't healthy no. it really isn't healthy for anybody you know I almost feel that if see your you, I I believe your wife knows that when she starts throwing around divorce and stuff that you you crumble so I really feel if you took a different stance and said look, either we go into therapy or get a, you know, some sort of facilitator to help us, or I agree, we should get a divorce, and I'll get an attorney as well. I think you may see a different side of her um, if you take a stance, because I keep on getting from my guys that she's testing you, and she's trying to find that man that's going to fight for something, you know, fight for your career, fight for your family, fight for something, but instead what she sees is that you, you crumble. So do yeah, you she, she, see where she took, she, she, took, um, she took like one of my bowling trophies and she like tossed it at me and, and the thing just like broke. And, and uh, it was like something that, that I worked really hard for. And she tossed, she tossed it at me and hit the wall and it breaks it all up. And, you know, that, that was important to me. That was, that was and how important. did you respond? What did you do? Well, I I, I picked it up and threw it back because I was just so angry. <laughs> you hit. Her? I know, and I, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at how, um, you know, you both are are very broken in this relationship. And you both need to learn better skills in dealing with stuff. See, I think a better response would have been 
you know, how dare you? That that was really important to me. How would you like it if I picked up something of yours? You know, not that. And then you, you hit would. it. No, you don't. But I think you have to define your boundaries. You know, by by letting her know that's not acceptable. Yeah, I'm like I'm like thinking maybe I should just change the locks on the door and just uh, keep her out because she's a monster. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, that that would be taking a stance. <laughs> Granted, she would go right to the police because you can't just lock her out. Of it. Right, she, you can't you can't lock her out of her own. You can't house. lock her out of her own house. Well, well, well I mean, Teddy, I mean, we're going to have ego. We have other callers, but okay. I hope Lady Fontaine has helped you. I don't Definitely. know. Hopefully yeah, you took something you. good from this. Yeah. But thank you. Try, try to find phone. you. Well, you're very yeah. welcome, but try to find yourself and try not to be so afraid. Sometimes not being in a relationship is the right answer. Hmm. You're not going to get a divorce. I'm, I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily feeling that that's the next step, but I don't want you to be so afraid. She elicits such a tremendous level of fear that you're going to lose everything, and that's how she's controlling the situation. And it's almost like you know you really have to grow some, you know, something or other to be able to more or less stand up for yourself and not tolerate the abuse. Yeah. Oh, she just... I got to just be quiet. She just came home. All right, good. All right, well, good luck. Keep us posted. All right, thank you. All right. Yeah. Oh, you're very nobody. welcome. I'm talking to nobody. Good luck. Leave me alone. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, well, we actually was, heard him talk to his wife. I know. So we know that they were... He was like, I'm talking were... to nobody. <laughs> right. Well, obviously, they, oh, yeah. they're they picking up where they left off. Which yeah. Uh, he... That's a dirty combination right there. That, you know. Right. I'm hoping he heard some of what we said. I mean, but, yeah, you were, um, you were going into detail. I hope he was taking notes. Well, I hope he heard it. I know when you're afraid... You know, and scared. Tough, you don't yeah, know. Spot. Yeah, it doesn't sink in. But um, do we have another caller? And then I want to talk to Paula a bit and see what's going on with we her. We do. We have uh, Tamika, and uh, she's she's an angel. I talked to her on the phone uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to her before you, uh, if if you got the power, if you got the power, we're gonna hit her. I got the power. Tamika. <laughs> Hi. Lady Fontaine has the power for you, all right? Uh, hopefully <laughs> it wasn't as bad as Teddy, who literally was like, I'm not on the phone with anybody. He was on the phone with a psychic, all right? <laughs> he had to hide the call. That's when you know you're in trouble. You have to hide the call. All right, Hi. so let's, let's reshift our focus to Tamika. Now tell us what's going on. Hi, my name is Tamika, and I wanted to talk about love with me. Um, just in general, no, so there's someone I have feelings for. His name is Frank. We were involved, and we had a really fun, great relationship, and I really developed deeper feelings for him. We used to work at the same job. That's how we met, and since then, I've gone on to a different job. This is just last November. This last November. 
So sometimes we text here and there, but he seems like he wants to try to just, like, keep it at a booty call level, and I don't want that. I wouldn't. I have fun with him with that, but I also have feelings for him. I would like us to go into a deeper relationship because, you know, eventually I want to have kids and get married or just be with a partner that loves me for every in every way. So I'm just wondering, like, what you see about him and us or what's up with him on love with me and in anything. All right. So let me let me say two things. First of all, uh, well, a few things I want to say. Um, first of all, I actually like, this is one of the few connections that I actually do like a lot. And I do feel there is potential for more here. Um, I do think you're going about it the wrong way with booty calls because look on my website and um, I don't even know if I still have a link to my blog, but even if you just Google Lady Fontaine's blog, it'll come up. There's an article that I wrote years back and it was published in I think she knows um, and it was on um, friends with benefits and usually those relationships don't lead to more so since you, you're really de- developing the feeling I would try to draw it out into something else you know suggest you know that you guys go to dinner or go to yeah. the museum or do something other than just you know, being in a situation where you, you know, are ending up just doing duty calls. Because right. I feel I, it's, it's easy and it's convenient, um, but you're robbing yourself or just don't be available. See, I feel you're always available to him, and that also makes it too easy for him. The major- Not the majority, but there are a vast number of men who are hardwired for the chase. And they really do thrive on that chase. And you're making it very, very easy for him. And it's almost like you're depleting, um, you know, that, 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 you know, gusto in him to be able to, you know, really, really strive for more. So I, I would really like you to back off a little bit, try to make yourself a little bit unavailable to him, like, and yeah, it doesn't really work for me tonight. You know, I've got other plans or I've got a date or something like that. And I know that's scary because I could already feel in your energy. Oh, if you think I'm dating somewhere else, someone else will disappear. But I don't necessarily feel that's the case. So, he actually, though, I, I stopped. I did do that, pulled it all back, especially when I went to the new job, to see how far, how much he would try. So I stopped it all. And, you know, he texts me, and he tries to initiate just meeting up just for that. And I just keep saying, you know, can't we stay the night with each other? Can't we go out to dinner? And he's just like, you know, you know, I don't want that. You know, you know, that's what I'm offering. I'm like, don't you miss me? You know, but I haven't met up with him. I pulled it all back, Good. and, you know, and he's been silent. So I'm just wondering, you know, if he's just going to just not be bothered because I won't give in. No, I actually feel you're you're taking the absolute right stance with him because what you were doing was not satisfying you, and if you don't honor yourself, no one else will either. So you have to make yourself number one and what's truly important to you. He may need some time because when I look at Frankie's energy, to me, he feels like um, 
was he either was he engaged like three years ago or? I'm not or, sure if he was. He was married. He told me he was married at one point and it didn't work out. And do you know if after that, how long ago? Because that feels like that was a while ago. I think it was a while ago. And then I feel there was another relationship, and it feels to me like three, four years ago, maybe even five. Um, but it, it, he wasn't really ready for that relationship, and that one didn't turn out so well either. I really feel, it really feels to me like he got hurt pretty significantly. And even in the marriage, do you know if his wife cheated on him? I'm not sure. He never really went into the details. Mm. He keeps his private life um, very private. I've never even been to his home. So so does he come to you for booty calls or what? Yeah, he has come to me, but, you know, I've never really gotten to be into his life much like I would like to. He keeps it all very private, and I don't know if he'll ever let me in or what's the reason. Well, he's not ready, and that's that's really what the reason is. He's protecting himself. And I think the approach that you're taking right now, and I wouldn't even do the, you know, well, can't we go to dinner or anything like that. I would just say, sorry, I'm not really available. That's not what I want. And he'll have to make a choice. Um, Does he want to lose you or does he want to fight for you? And my gut feeling is that initially he may pull back because he still doesn't feel ready. But I don't feel he wants to lose you, and my guides keep showing me the potential for more. So I feel even if there is another, you know, six-month break in your relationship, that when he, when he sort of resurfaces, he's going to be focused and ready for more. Um, so... You know, I'm not one to say, you know, sit back and wait because I don't believe waiting for anybody is a worthwhile thing. And I think when you get in that waiting mode, you actually, um, you know, you create delays for yourself. But I would say, you know, live your life and give him some space to figure it out and trust that process because energetically, and it's funny because you say you really don't know that much about him, there is a lot of compatibility in your relationship. So I think as you get to know him, um, you're going to see that compatibility. Because when, I, when I'm looking at energy, I sort of look and see, you know, how the energies overlay. And in a lot of, lot of really important areas of your relationship, you complement each other beautifully. So that always shows me the potential for a lot more. He's just not ready. And it becomes a matter for you of how much time and effort do you want to put into something that right now isn't being fruitful for you. I think the big picture of things, it's got the potential for more as long as you stay pulled back and don't allow yourself to be a doormat. I will. Do you see him, like, coming forward and finally trying to have a serious relationship with me, or he's just not going to change? Not right now. It may take him, you know, months or longer, you know, for him. And he may do it in baby steps where, you know, because my gut feeling is he'll open up a tad bit and then, take a few steps backwards. I mean, I just don't see a 180, 
But I feel if you make yourself less available and if you let them know that, you know, it's, it's almost like I don't want you to do anything that's encouraging him to do more. I want you to almost do like a yawn, like, you know, been there, done that, not interested in it. Because that's going to wake him up. And that's going to sort of jar him to the point where he's going to realize that he no longer has you wrapped around his little finger. And that's mm-hmm. when I feel he's going to start doing that inner process where, you know, what is he afraid of? You know, why can't he allow himself to open up for more? And I do see him doing that process. So, to me, it feels like it, you're going to have in the vicinity of a six-month delay, if not even longer, before he would step forward and be willing to do more in the relationship than what he's doing. But if you get back into that friends with benefits, um, I feel that's where you're going to stay. Yeah. I feel bad, but I haven't, you know, been speaking to him because that's all he's been trying to, you know, text me about, and then that's it. And I just, I haven't been chasing him. I haven't been saying much. So I feel bad, and he hasn't said much since I turned him down the last time. So I'm like, you know, is he with somebody else? I don't know, but I feel bad because I do care about him. I think about him every day. But that's what's going on. And, I mean, I do want to have – go ahead. No, I was going to say that – Learning to let go a bit and to examine why this one is really having the major effect on you that it's having is very valuable. It's a valuable exercise for you. And I'm not saying by any means to ignore your feelings. Like, you know, if you think about them every day, you know, ask yourself, why am I thinking about them? Why is this so important? Why am I holding on? Um, because you don't want to resist, but you want to explore. This is an opportunity for you to grow and for you to learn some stuff about yourself so that, you know, you're drawing in the right version of him or someone else. See, what I feel you've done is really block yourself up, uh, block yourself off from other opportunities, and I would really suggest that you open yourself up. And, you know, even though I know you have this, you know, desire for him, you also have the desire to get married, to have a family, and to have your own person. If he's not ready, respect that and be true to yourself because that's the most important thing. And I feel once you do that, you're going to see how quickly he shifts. Mm-hmm. Do you see but me with I wanted- Go ahead. No, you go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, do you see me with children and marriage one day? I I see many different potential paths for you. Um, One of them is, and what my guides are saying is, you know, you're almost going to have a house full of kids if it's like three kids or something like that. Um, And I definitely see that path for you, but what my guides are saying is you have to take the clues from the universe and make decisions how much energy you want to put into somebody who does, who isn't ready to go in that direction. And even if you just open yourself up to the possibility, Tamika, 
that there's maybe there's someone out there who's better suited for me. I honestly feel if anything will shift him, that will shift him. But what I keep on wanting to do is get a man's perspective on things. So, Jim, do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, I I don't have your your gift, so I can't uh, I can't really speak to a lot of the things because you're speaking from a place that I don't I don't uh, don't have. So, for me, it's it's a, a lot of what you're saying is really right down the line with me. That that if you if you depend on this person who is kind of really shaky it's kind of a shaky uh string that you're holding on to as far as the relationship's concerned and what you really need is someone who's going to be strong on the other end holding on with you and sometimes the best way to find out is by giving that string a good tug and see if he'll if he'll get a better grip you know mm-hmm. and that's kind of what she's been so- saying is that that's the idea what i'm wondering about Jim is the friends with benefits part. Um, in your opinion, from a male from a male perspective, um, when you're very comfortable in that role, um, oh yeah, you know, I mean, there's nothing to strive for. You've got, you know, what you need, you got everything you need. and yeah. it sort of it sort of keeps you stuck. But do you feel that way, that that's, that's what a typical male would, would feel? Because energetically, that's what I pick up. Um, it, it's very comfortable, and that can sometimes yes. be a place that people want to stay in. So, yes, yes, that could easily happen. So, Tamika, I think, you know, you have, you're in the driver's seat. I know you don't feel like you are. But you really are in the driver's seat. That's right. You're either going to allow it or not. And if he doesn't want more, you can't make him want it. Right. I know. You know, and there are, I, I still see potential here. But I think the way to get that potential is for you to start letting go and realizing that I'm not going to, you know, since you have that vision for yourself of being married and having a family, that I'm not going to waste any more time. If he's right, he'll resurface. If he isn't, I'm not wasting any more time. And, you know, like you say, you think about him all the time or every day. Really start looking into what the draw is. Sometimes we want what we can't have. Yeah, I thought it was because we had something special that, like you said, I feel the potential, too, that, like, was meant to be in a more, like, more of a relationship. So that's but when doesn't... someone isn't ready, when someone right. isn't ready, they're going to push back from that. So that's why with you letting up a little bit and letting go, that's what I keep saying. That's when you're going to see the potential for the shift with him. Jim, what were you going to say? That's, that's you, you said it, so go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Funny how that works. the problem with working with um, a psychic, you know. <laughs> I know, right? I've, yeah, I've definitely let, I've let go. I'm not, like, texting him. I just don't know if he's, like, you know, with other girls now because of that. I don't really feel that he's he is. I mean, if he is, it's beyond casual. 
even though that's all he he's really capable of right now. But I don't feel any other female energy in his energy right now. Um, and I think that part of it is sort of what gets you to hold on more, um, you know, that, you know, the, I don't know if it's jealousy or anxiety or wanting them back and, you know, not wanting to share, you know, all those normal human emotions sort of get kicked in. But I think the more you shift your focus away from a man who's, you know, showing you at this point that all he wants is booty calls and shifting your focus back to you, how do we rebuild you? Because let me tell you something, Tanika, your outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And if you're drawing in a man that isn't ready, it means on some levels you're not either. Okay. So it's an opportunity for you to look inward and work on yourself. And there's another article, if you do find my blog, that I wrote probably 15 years ago, and it's called You Only Need One Person to Fix a Relationship, and that one person is you. Hmm. Okay. So, um, but, you know, another part of me wants to say you know, hang in there, but hang in there honoring yourself um, and don't close that door all the way because he will be back. But yeah. don't focus on that. Trust the process and be true to yourself because you're not more, being true to yourself right now. One more thing struck me, and that is you said the potential. And I'm concerned yes. about potential because potential is, is not something to base a relationship on. It really has to be you know, the real thing. Uh, there has to really be somebody, like I said, on the other end, holding on to that rope tight, too. And if there isn't, and I agree. you don't have anything. Yeah. No, and I agree with Thank that you. as well. I, I, I do agree with that. I think that certain things come through like, you know, this is the real deal. And with right. him, I believe there are choices that both Tamika and he needs to make and shifts that they both need to make before they would be sort of on that same wavelength, wavelength to be able to move forward. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. So, Tamika, keep in touch. Let us know how things turn out. Excellent. All right. All right. We'll let you come so, in. The floor is yours. All right. Paula, are you still with us? I'm still here. All right, so talk to me. What's going on in your life, and what brings you here tonight? Well, I saw that you were going to do part two of the love uh, series, so I figured I would give a call and maybe ask a question about love. Mine are not my question. It's not anywhere near as as heavy or or important as the previous two questions. <laughs> I do have one. <laughs> you know, I've been so busy lately that I haven't been dating around as much as, as I normally do. You know me. You know, normally I'm uh, going out almost every night of the week kind of gal and, um, you know, meeting a lot of people. But I've been so busy that I haven't been going out as often. And um, recently I ran into somebody that I had met several years ago. His name is Dave. And we've been pretty much meeting up, you know, on Friday nights at karaoke. Um, you know, I think just as friends. <laughs> but it's, there's, there's some mixed signals that I'm getting from him. Um, you know, number one, he buys 
the vast majority of my drinks and sometimes even my food. Um, plus, he occasionally says or does something which is would seem to indicate that maybe he wants more than more than just friendship. But I'm not 100% sure because he's not coming out and being forthright about this. So I guess my question about Dave is, am I, am I reading this wrong? Um, should I ask him for some kind of clarification on, on what his intentions no. are? No, no. Don't put him on the spot like that. I actually feel a lot of very comfortable energy between the two of you. Um, and it really feels comfortable. I mean, is this a Dave that, is this a guy that I've read for you before? Because the energy feels familiar. So is it anyone that we talked about before? Yes, but only briefly. It was about five years ago. I had met him. And um, at that time, he had even uh, kissed me one night. And then after that, you know, he didn't like pursue a relationship. And at that time, five years ago, um, your answer was that he was not ready. He wasn't ready, ready for a relationship. Yeah. And I don't know that he's ready yet either. I really don't because he feels very comfortable. Not only do I feel this comfort in the energy between the two of you, but he's very comfortable with where it is. I think his little bit of um, mixed signals there are his, um, exploring if, you know, you're interested in that way. So are you responding or are you sort of just um, ignoring it and waiting to see what comes next? I've been kind of ignoring it and waiting to see what comes That's next. That's what it felt, yeah. Uh, That's what it felt like. Um, but don't don't put him on the spot and say, what are your intentions? I feel that will scare the heck out of him. And, okay. you know, he might not even be showing up on Friday nights for karaoke. So I would be afraid for you to do that. I think I honestly feel some of the best relationships start with friendships. And sometimes, and this might not be, you know, uh, typical of the way relationships work for you, but building that strong foundation of friendship and um, you know, learning to be really comfortable can lead to something a lot bigger and a lot better down the road. I always say, and you know I've said it to you through the years, go slow. I really do feel the relationships that are nurtured and you go slow, um, you know, really work out the best in the long run. run. My experience is when I see these, you know, people who go from zero to 60 in one second flat, the relationship usually doesn't last. It doesn't. So, so, you know, again, I'm going to use the word potential here. Um, okay. I'm not saying that this is the man that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, but certainly there's a lot here that we could build off of. And it's really going to be a matter of how patient, how patient, you know, you're going to be with this and also what I really want to tell you is live in the moment and enjoy the friendship that you've got going here. Uh, to me, I keep on seeing him like touching your, your leg, your thigh. Does he ever do that? Yes. Yes. When we're you know, sitting next to each other, sometimes he does um, set his hand there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty provocative statement at that point. Um, so, I mean, do you just ignore it? I would say lean into him slightly 
you know, and, and sort of smile or put your hand on top of his hand and have a moment, you know, sort of live in that moment and don't overthink things. Get out of your head and, you know, into your heart and be in that moment. Um, I actually like, I don't remember, um, you know, I know you tell me what I said, but I don't remember if I really did really like this or really feel potential, but there really is, there really is, this could go somewhere. And I'm not saying he's the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, but I really do like the the pace that you guys are going at. You might not like it, but it really feels (laughs) right. It really does feel right. Um, are you guys though, um, it feels like you are really talking, but are you really talking? I think, yes, to a degree we are, maybe not to the extent that you're hoping or thinking we should. Um, I probably should dig a little deeper when we're having our conversations. Um, it's hard because, you know, we're usually at the bar karaoke, so right. there's limitations as to um, how deep into conversation we can get. But, but yes, yeah, he has, you know, uh, you know definitely opened up to me. Um, I think more so than he does to other people because he's commented to that effect, um, that he feels so comfortable talking to me and opening up to me about various things. So, um, yeah, I do think that he is definitely feeling a closeness of, of friendship at the very least. And you were so right when you brought up the fact that um, that this going very slow is something that I'm not used to. <laughs> totally, I'm totally not used to that. <laughs> right, I mean, but how long you know, do your relationship... <laughs> right, and how long do they last? We go from one to another to another. Um, without really having that ability to really connect and really dig in. And that's what I feel you guys are doing. So I really want you to practice living in the moment and enjoying it and being grateful for what you have rather than trying to steer it to something that you want it to be. And, again, if you put him on the spot and ask for his intentions, he's going to get turned off and scared away. Yeah, and I think it's good that right now at this point in my life, I have so many things going on, so many projects, uh, you know, school and work and and painting and everything, that that a man is not my total focus in life because this would be driving me up a wall if I had nothing else to think about in life. So um, the fact that I have these other things to keep me busy throughout the week um, are are helping me to, you know, keep this, this slower pace uh, that I have going right now with this guy, Dave. Well, I definitely like what I see. I I really do. And I I would just encourage you to let it develop on its own. Try not to steer, try not to want, you know what I feel about wanting the things that you want. We keep away because when we send out wants, if you look up the word wants in any dictionary, it's lack of, So when you send out, I want things to work out with Dave, what you're sending out to the universe is that it's not working out with Dave and you're going to get more of wanting it and not having it. So try to just be in the moment and enjoy what you have. That's going to help strengthen and sort of give you that um, foundation and that base 
to to move off of. But um, I'm kind of excited with this because it feels very different than, you know, a lot of your relationships have felt. I mean, Paula and I know each other for, what, 10, 15 years or something. And I've gone through a lot of men with her. Right. I've gone through a lot of men with her. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a negative way. But, like, you know, she's... If she's going Neither out of you is old night, enough to be this. <laughs> that's true, too. It's only been a year or two that we know each other. So, um, But, you know, she admits to she used to be a party girl going out every night. And every night she'd meet a new guy. And every day we would be talking about, you know, the new guy in her life. And the majority of, I mean, we kind of knew that, you know, were, you know, that developed into more. But most of them didn't. Um, so this one just feels comfortable to me. I encourage you to just go with it right now and see if, you know, like be, be somewhat receptive to his putting, you know, his hand on your, on your leg or your thigh. To me, that feels very provocative and very much like he's making a move. Okay. My turn? So, yeah, please. Okay. So, no, I'm anxious so, to hear the man's perspective on this. Well, this is, this isn't the man's perspective. This is the gym's perspective. Because if I were oh, okay. if I were on the field, I'd probably be doing the same thing. If I was interested in somebody, but I didn't want to make a statement, but just to kind of knock on the door and see if someone's willing to to open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm ha- I'm happy with the way things are, and if we wanted to go further, I'd be happy with that too. You know, that kind of thing. That's right. what it sounds so, like to so, me. So he's testing the waters, and well, if she was a little of, bit more receptive. Yeah, if, she's, if, she's, if she wanted to go with it, he'd probably go with it. If she didn't want to go with it, he's happy with the, things, the way things are. And I hear, I hear Paul, I hear, hear you saying that you're happy with the way things are because you just don't have room for anything else. So maybe that's the answer for a while. And that's that's my take. I, that's that, without my. I'm not a mind reader, so or a psychic, so I can't answer those questions. No, but I think it was a very good perspective. And what you just said, Jim, mm. I believe is the universe is actually giving Paula um, the ability to continue having all these great things going on in her life, but having yeah. somebody to share it with to some degree. Right. And maybe right. you should start sharing more of you, Paula with him. There I don't know that you're doing that. You're right. And yes, I should. <laughs> and I will. You know, I know it's go. scary. Any any relationship is scary and nobody wants to put themselves out there and get hurt. Um, but I I I actually feel he is testing the waters with you. And I do feel there's an interest. Okay. Well, I will keep you updated. All right. Good. All right. All right. Thank you. Um, oh, you're very welcome. So, Ryan. Yes. Oh, um, I see Teddy's back. He is. I called him, and uh, I heard mayhem kind of in the background. I guess the wife. Uh, intervened and I was like, I'm not sure if she will take this call. Uh, I was going to hit you on a private 
uh, scene, but if you want to talk to Teddy, it's up to you. Is his wife there right now? I don't, I don't want to know if anymore. I don't think she is anymore, but he he sounded in a bad place. And, and for the show aspect, I said, I will ask her. Because I um, found it entertaining, and I think that's what the listeners want to hear. But that's just me. That's up to you. I said I didn't really have right, much well, info or input myself personally, you know. But he wanted right, to well, talk to you, so I said, hold on a minute. All right, you you could put him back on. And all right, I think we'll we see. just lost the caller. Did we just lose the caller? I thought I Did saw we someone else. No, we, get, we gained a caller, I think. Teddy, hello. Oh. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Teddy. She, she came back. Wow. She stopped. I saw her drink it again and then she left and she came back and Oh cut it out. Jesus Oh stop throwing stuff. I'm on the phone. Ow Cut it out. Oh my god. Try to calm down, Teddy. Try to calm down. Yeah. Stop throwing stuff. Well, <laughs> leave me alone. Just, just leave. Just leave. Don't, don't. Ow! Oh, oh, yeah. So I started. Oh, don't. Stay out. Stay out. Oh, I, maybe I, I try just to... saying you need. Maybe just try saying you need five minutes. I just need five for yourself. minutes. Oh. Oh. <coughs> just, I want five minutes. Just leave me alone. Oh. oh. No, just stop, please. Oh. And she, she, she came back and she started, she saw me drinking. Oh, my God. Oh, please get out! Can you go to? Can you go into the bathroom or something on your own? Oh, what? Can you go into the bathroom and close the door and talk? Oh, oh, I just hope she doesn't come back. I, 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 I think. All right. So, I need a drink. so what happens? No, you don't. See, you're you're gonna all that hard work. Stop. Oh, she wants me out. She wants me out. No, I'm not going out. I'm not going out. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, stop throwing! I'm not talking to phone. She thought I was talking to one of her friends. I think they were listening to the show. <laughs> oh. oh, my Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh. No, just leave me alone. Stop. Oh, stop. Oh, Ow. All right, we can't have this we're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I can't have this on the air. It's too much. Can you, are you able to like, get away to talk for a minute, please? Stop. I'm trying to... Oh. 
She's, she's, oh, I need, I need another. Oh. Teddy? Can you just tell us what's oh. going on? Can you, are you able to get away for a minute? Yeah, she's, she's, she's throwing stuff at me. And, and I don't know. I, I think she kids her outside. I think you you need to call the call the authorities. Yeah. Right. Call the authorities. You're having a domestic abuse situation. Yeah. Call the authorities. Call the cops. Yeah. Cause call nine one one. Just call the cops. Hang up from here and call the police. Right. That's more important right now. You have to deal with what's going on. They'll, they'll stop this. They'll stop this. I got the drill. I got the drill. She comes in and she's going to throw her in the head. No, no. No, no. Hang up and call the police. Call the police. Okay. Don't get in the middle of it. Just call I'm the police. Okay. Don't do something that you're going to regret. You'll end up in jail. Uh, all right. Yeah, don't do, don't right. get back. Just all call right. the cops. Okay. Just all right. relax and call the police. All right. They will calm down okay. this situation. All right. Okay. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Do it now. Stop it. Do it now. Okay. Wow. I just hung up on him at that point. I just hung up. I just put him on hold. I just hung up. I didn't know what to do. That was all right. Well, that's holy crap. I didn't know what to do. I felt weird because I didn't want to put. I didn't want to hang up. I felt that was weird, but I hung up. But I think Jim, your advice was the best advice. No, I think he should have probably. Yeah, call the cops at that it's point. If it's, if he's don't call us. Stressed. You know, I don't know what we're doing. Right, and yeah. you know, the one thing is he does have to get control of the drinking. She's throwing stuff, and you don't know what she's throwing. That was weird. Well, right. it's not a healthy right. situation for either one no. of them. No. It isn't. So. Um, that was nuts. That really is, and was. So, um, well, I hope that things get resolved once the um, police arrive there, because what Jim was talking about before, having sort of a moderator, I think the police will be able to do that yeah. and sort of moderate that situation. What do you say, have a drill? I mean, that, that, that was the problem. That's the only thing I really heard. I have a drill, and that's not what you want to hear. Oh, my God. I don't know. I well, thought that's what I heard. Not 100%. I, I don't that's want to like, say something. No, that's what I heard as well. But let's hope that he does the right thing, calls the police, and, and they get some help because they right. they need more than a psychic right now. They need that to fix that relation. I mean, you know, I, I there's only so much we could do, but they both need to learn skills in how to either co-parent or co you know, cohabitate together in a healthier yeah. way. Don't throw also need some at skills and look no, at that's them, a, at themselves. That's a thing because you're creating a fight. That's uh, don't throw anything at somebody. That's wild. It really don't is. Don't get physical. And don't it's sad. Physical. No, it's yeah. very sad. So I'm sorry use that. Use uh, your words. That's classic. Use your words. Don't throw anything because I mean you're just that's opening a can of worms. Um. You know, I, I hope they get help, the help that they need. Cause they're he both tried, though. I, I, I want to say he was a good guy in that. He was trying. He, he called the show. He wanted 
uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. What to, I mean, this is not my field. You can't, I'm just, you can't know because you can't know. I don't know what the if, hell that was with. Well, they don't, I mean, this is beyond what the kind of calls we usually get. Um, right. And I know he he's scared, and I think she is as well. And, you know, they they both have stuff they have to work out. But I want to leave this show tonight on a better note. So, Paula, I want to bring you back on. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. So you want to you want to catch us up with really what's going on? Oh, while I have you on the phone, um, I've been thinking of doing a whole uh, merchandise line, you know, T-shirts and mugs and, you know, tote bags and stuff like that. Um, so I would like to talk to you about using those two paintings that you did for me on various merchandise. Great. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we could, you know, we could decide what it is that we want to do. But Paula has done some beautiful art for me for um, both tarot cards. They're going to be the the rider weight tarot cards but on the back side she did a beautiful you know uh, you know sort of like somebody drawing down the moon um and then she did a beautiful fairy one that are for psychic cards but i was thinking about it the other day and i really think these would be beautiful on t-shirts and tote bags and different items like that so if you're open then we'll just um plan a call one day next week or something and we could talk about that okay sounds good so right. other than that you want to fill us in because when you were on the show the last time you had to leave because you were starting school so are you in the art therapy um class or what or is this something else um uh, well in the fall semester i went to um the, the school for the art therapy um i How did, did very well like i, I I got a 4.0. I did very well, and, and I and I liked it. But um, yeah. it was a, a further distance, like the driving was a further distance, and that ended up actually being pretty taxing. I was so exhausted each week because of work and then school and plus the travel time was just really a lot. Um, so for this semester, I ended up switching to the closer school, in the other program. So I'm trying that out for this semester to see, um, just to see how I feel about it. Um, and we'll see how it goes. So far, um, at this, the closer school, I'm doing well in this program, but this program is not art related. It's the communications program. Yeah. So, I remember um, that was the other thing. So, I mean, yeah. you have, is this communications like to be a, um, uh, you know, reporter or news host or is this, Communication studies, so it can apply to things um, like any kind of writing um, or reporting or producing. You know, I've done uh, work as producer before. Um, Yeah, so it's it's a very broad uh, kind of field that can be applied in many ways. So, so it's definitely something that will be useful if I do continue in this program and end up getting my master's in, in this degree. So. Oh, good. And how is work well, going? You, work is, is going well. Um, I did recently, you know, get my annual raise, which was, it, it was okay. 
And I got a decent bonus this year, which is also good. Um, there yeah. was a little bit of a dispute over over vacation time. Um, I was expecting to get an extra week this year, and due to some kind of loophole thing, they were going to make me wait another year. But I argued my point, and um, I got what I wanted. So they gave me the extra week this year. So that was good. So, I mean, it seems like they definitely do value me um, at my current position, and I do like working there. And I love all the wildlife. I gotta tell you, that's the best part. <laughs> I know you. I, I mean, you. You always, since you've been there, you're seeing, you know, so much wildlife that you wouldn't expect to see in the middle of Philadelphia or, you know, yeah. somewhere in that area. We have uh, foxes that sometimes come onto the property, and um, deer, and we have the mated pair of bald eagles. Um, so yeah, it's so much wildlife, and I really enjoy having that as part of my daily life at work. So, yeah. so work is going very well. All right. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that. And it sounds like your life is going really well overall. You, your yeah. energy feels to me to be a lot more grounded than it used to be. And you do feel more focused. Mm-hmm. Now, how one is thing the, I, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, how are things going with the art? The other day I had a vision of you when I thought about talking to you about all the merchandising. I, I just had a feeling of expansion with your artwork. Okay. Well, I am still painting when I have um, time. Once a week I go to the studio, so I'm definitely painting at least once a week. I have one piece that I'm working on now. It's almost done. Um, it's, it's an architecture piece, so it ha- it's a flower shop at night. And the light is kind of spilling out onto the sidewalk. Um, I'm almost done with that one. And um, I do think it's going to be very special when it's done. Um, probably within a couple weeks, that will be complete. I'm also working on an illustration uh, that will go with possibly a, a children's book that I've written a story of. Um, so I wanted to have like an illustration sample for when I, for when I pitch the story to agents and um, and publishers. So yeah. I'm working on that. Also, um, I, I have a show coming up in spring. It's just a small little thing that's kind of local. Um, but I did just apply for a show in California. It's a group show, but it's on figurative work. And I submitted my that one figurative piece I had done, the On Repose. So I'm hopeful, keeping my fingers crossed, that I will get accepted into that show. The name oh, of neat. the gallery is uh, Shockbox, is the name of the gallery in California. Hello. Hello. So. Any so, thoughts, Jill? Paula. <laughs> yeah. We just dragged Jill offline because she needs to talk to Ryan for a second. So, okay. um, <laughs> so I wasn't listening to what you were talking about because I was talking to Ryan offline. Um, so, so, so you're, you're, so I'm sorry. You, <laughs> Jill had asked get me a doctor? To, to, yeah, Lady Fontaine had asked me to get her caught up on where I was at with my artwork. So right. I was going through the um, litany of projects yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that I have currently in the works and um, a few, uh, like one show that's scheduled and then one that I've just applied to, but that's a jury show. So um, I just applied yesterday 
and it'll be um, probably a few weeks until I find out. But but I'm hopeful um, because it's in the L.A. area, uh, Los Angeles area, so uh-huh. it would be nice to uh, get a piece in a notable, you know, locale. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. So, so and this is a real art kind of thing. You're going to have oh. a real chance to. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Hi, Lady Fontaine. <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't. I didn't mean to just disappear. Um, so, so that that um, this art gallery. I missed the name of it. What was the name of it? Oh, it's it's Shockbox. That's the one that I um, just yesterday or the day before I submitted my one figurative piece that I had done um, for consideration for that jury show that's at this gallery in uh, it's the Los Angeles area, kind of. So I'm keeping um, my fingers crossed. I, that was about the day that I was thinking about you and I felt expansion. And when you say the name Shockbox, it it feels like it's a very innovative um, you know, progressive type of gallery that I I just have a kind of interesting and good feeling about. Good. Well, right, I, well, I, uh, I, I talked to Lady Fontaine that. because we got three minutes left on the clock. Uh, Teddy did call back, and I, I screened him. She, uh, I'm not going to curse. Stuff sounded crazy in the background, but I told him he needed to calm it down. And uh, he said he put himself in a room, and he just wants to let us know. I don't know. He's kind of bugging out. But uh, Teddy is back on the phone, and I said just let us know what happened, and then we can let you go about your business. Teddy, are you on the phone? What is going on? Thank you yeah, for yeah, yeah. I, up to date. I, I, yeah, first of all, I want to apologize for the behavior of uh, Not to apologize. It sounds like a family problem. And, uh, I I I'm, I'm, I I locked myself in the basement, and and um, I called the police. And they, they're coming, the police and uh, and it, you know they should be here pretty soon. Oh, she she's trying to chill through the door. Oh God, I hope the police get here soon. And I, I just I'm just so sorry for for taking your time and with with my stupidity. And this was love. Uh, talk, so it was allowed. Well, oh. we we hope that tonight the police could kind of calm things down. Um, they might well, suggest that one of Well, I think that they they must be on their way, or they should be there. Oh soon. yeah, they're coming. They're coming, and I hope they take um, her away because she's out of control. But I just want well, to apologize. No, I just well, wanted, I'm sorry. No, I appreciate the call. I just yeah. want you to, um, you know, don't let yourself get caught up in her drama. And, you know, yeah, really work to. on not drinking because mm. she, she's going to use that against you. Stop. Oh. I hope they get his well, sure. 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 We've got one minute left. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just wanted to thank you for taking my call, and I apologize for absolutely. I'm glad you called the police. My asinine behavior. What is Uh, going on now? All right. Well, well, she's trying to get into the. I locked the door, and she's trying to get in. Stop. 
right, she's not getting in, I'm telling you. All right, she's just switched the cops. Okay. You're not coming in. You're not coming in. Go away. Okay, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. All right, well, yeah. drop us a line. Okay. Drop us a line and let us I, know I will, how things and, turn and out. I'm, I'm really, really sorry that I, I put you through all this. I really... But I, but I, but thank you. You you helped me a lot. I, I and I will go for help too. I really will. Good. All right. Oh, good. Thank you. So I'm glad something. I'm glad something yeah. positive came out of it. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think well, the I think the police are here. I, I I'm gonna go. All right. All right. Thank all right. you. Bye. All right. Bye. You take care. Oh. Bye. Oh. Well, that was not.